content guidance. This episode of Wallowing in the Shallows discusses sexual assault and endo-cannibalism. Please listen with care. Hey, hello, peeps. Those of you who have been listening since we started in September 2023 with Good Omens will notice a marked difference in the quality of our recording for Buffy Season 1. This is because Season 1 was our practice podcast. Neither of us had done a podcast before. It took us pretty much the whole season to figure out what we were doing, and that included having the proper settings on the microphone, Tori. Mo tried their best to correct what they could during the editing process, but there was only so much that could be done. One more thing, we changed the name of the podcast after we recorded Buffy Season 1. After the introduction, you will hear us refer to the podcast as Shallow Dive instead of Wallowing in the Shallows. We hope it doesn't cause too much confusion. And now... Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a wallow in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 rewatch. Hey, hello, people, and welcome back to Shallow Dive. This is Tori. And Rebecca, going to deep, oh, sorry, shallow dive into season one, episode six of The Pack. Well, it's a Buffy, and the episode is The Pack. (laughs) And the episode is called The Pack. Good clarification. Yeah, well, it's been a little while since we recorded anything, so gotta get our minds back in the uh the podcast mode here that's right it's great to be back it is great to be back but that was a really awesome trip indeed uh, it was well or much needed i guess is what i'm trying to say agreed okay so quick summary of this episode see how i do if it's not quite as rambling as my summaries usually are I did kind of write something out this time. (laughs) And yet another episode where Buffy and Willow fail to pass the Bechdel test. Xander (laughs) and a group of mean kids are possessed by a hyena spirit on a school trip to the zoo. Xander begins to act very un-Xander-like, causing worry for Willow and Buffy. After Xander and his pack of mean hyena-possessed kids eat the school mascot Herbert, the piglet, Buffy, Willow, and Giles work to figure out what is wrong with Xander. Giles finds some troubling info, and Buffy rushes off to find Xander, who attacks her. Buffy, of course, defeats Xander and locks him in the cage in the library. Buffy and Giles head off to the zoo to talk to the zookeeper about the situation, leaving Willow to watch Xander. The pack comes to the school to free him, and they chase Willow throughout the school but Buffy and Giles arrive in time to save her. Buffy lures the pack to the zoo where the zookeeper has knocked out Giles and taken Willow to be his victim of a predatory act because he wants the hyena power. Xander saves Willow after being unpossessed. Buffy fights the zookeeper while the mean kids run away. The episode closes with Xander telling Buffy and Willow that he doesn't remember anything, which Giles calls him on after Buffy and Willow walk away. (laughs) Find out Xander actually remembers everything 
and doesn't want buffo buffo <laughs> buffy <laughs> and willow to know and this episode closes with xander looking kind of disgusted with himself and walking away from giles that and was an incredibly good summary. Well done. Would you no. like to just share with the listeners who may not have been following the whole time what mm -hmm. the test is that you referred to that Willow and Buffy failed? Yes, the Bechtel test is can two female characters have a conversation that doesn't or can like basically it would be like go through this whole episode, right, without having a conversation about males. Mm-hmm. And uh, and of course, Willow and Buffy feel miserably pretty much in every episode. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but I guess, you know, maybe for teenage girls, that's not really an unusual thing. Probably not. I was trying to remember back to my high school days, which, of course, as we know, was a long, long time ago. But Me too. <laughs> yeah. But I don't remember. I don't. Well, I probably did. I don't know. I'd have to check with my old friends. <laughs> did we always just talk about boys? Mm -hmm. But I know we did a lot, talked a lot about music. We talked about who was going to buy us beer <laughs> and those kinds of things. Um, but none of us, like the group that I hung around with, none of us really dated all that much. We were just having too much fun hanging wow. out in our little pack. That sounds like a wonderful high school experience. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad, even though I would never go back to it. So, moving on. I, <laughs> I doubt that your high school pack was anything like the pack in this show. How do you like that segue? Nice. And I must immediately say that my first observation was, who are these annoying people bullying Buffy at the zoo, and why does the girl look like a paralegal on break from her law firm? <laughs> And I will just let you know that I then looked at the other folks and they could have been paralegals as well. So the pack is described by me as the group of paralegals for the rest <laughs> of the time. <laughs> they just did not strike me as high school students. And there was one woman in particular that I was like, you are not a high school student. And that outfit, everything, everything. The, the dark haired girl? Yes. Could yeah. have walked off the set of like L.A. Law or Allie McBeal or something like that. And it just yeah. I just chuckled about it the whole time. Yeah, she also looks like she could already have, you know, her own little pack of rugrats running around. She did not look like a high school student. And I agree. None of them really did. All the blonde girl was maybe a little closer, but closest, closest. Yeah. But when they that woman who was had a baby. Yeah. With her came yeah. upon them. I thought, you all look older than she is. <laughs> so, yes, yes, I found it just amusing the entire time. Yeah. I did. You know, in that scene, I was like, why is that woman out with her baby so late at night? And I was surprised that she had the baby in a backpack, right? Because that front <laughs> cozy thing, whatever the hell it's called, you know, yes. I had never had a child. I don't know what all the baby paraphernalia is called. But uh, you know, normally in the United States, you see people with the baby on the front and not on the back. And I'm quite sure that in that scene, I say, why are the paralegals sleeping in the grass? <laughs> so we'll get to that when we get to it. But I don't understand where these people's parents were. I mean, I have questions. Yes. Let's uh, 
do you want to do any of those questions now or do you want to try to go in order? Let's go ahead and go in order. I just had to jump in with the woman and her baby. Gotcha. 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 Okay. So, you know, yeah, they're at the zoo. Buffy has a really bad attitude about the zoo. I mean, I was kind of with Xander on that. Hey, we're not in the classroom. Who cares? No, it is. <laughs> totally agreed. And obviously also has trouble with the plural of fish. <laughs> because she calls them fishes. Fishing. And I couldn't agree more. My only understanding was that since she had done it with her old high school, that mm-hmm. was just bringing up memories of previous times. But absolutely, who doesn't want a trip to the zoo with possessing hyenas? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I mean, zoo, I mean, zoos don't always have the same animals. Right. So maybe there's some new animals and, and maybe watch something more exciting than the fishes. Yes. Excuse yes. me for using the improper term. but Nope. You were just repeating, repeating Buffy's lines. Xander was absolutely right. You do have to have perspective. And I think Xander, for perhaps the one time in this entire episode, was correct (laughs) on that count. Yes. I did like Willow's comment about watching the zebras mating. And it was like, well, it was like the Heimlich with stripes, which I thought was so funny. Which reminded me of this time we were at the San Diego Zoo with my uncle. And I don't know who else was with us that might have been the trip that my friend carolyn and i took to visit my brother tim that i told you about mm-hmm. and uh and there were zebras mating wow that's it it's not an exciting story at all <laughs> yeah but you've seen the heimlich maneuver with stripes i have seen the heimlich maneuver with stripes <laughs> i have a note here I-, I was annoyed by the bullies and i have a yeah. note here saying gotta like this principal flutie Mm -hmm. R.I.P. My gosh, he really tried his best to cut down on the bullying, but he wasn't long for this world. (laughs) Someone will have to take up his bullying fighting mantle. Yes. And I think, you know, this is the episode where they really kind of drive it home that nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, except maybe the main characters, but, you know, the main, I mean, because he was like a kind of big supporting character up to this point. Absolutely. I really was continuing to sort of develop a relationship with Principal Flutie, and I'm sad to see him go. Yeah, I like the Principal Fruit, Fruity. Why, <laughs> I can't today, <laughs> and I'm not even drinking anything right now. <laughs> and. And did that one paralegal really stick her tongue out at him? I mean, I guess they were trying to make her look younger. But when when did I stop sticking my tongue out at people? Maybe at six or eight? Yeah. Certainly yeah. wasn't in high school, even yeah. to be ironic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was just, yeah, I don't like that character. And I don't know, I didn't, they don't mention the names of any of the bullies except the dark-haired guy, whose name is mm-hmm. Kyle. But in the credits, the names of the other bullies are given. So the blonde-haired kid is Tor. Oh. Not even an H, right? Don't You know, it could have been Thor, but no, it's Tor. And then Rachel and Heidi. But I don't know which one's which. Well, Tor fits in with the continued interesting, unique names yes. in the Buffy universe here at this high school. Yes. That's for sure. Tor the paralegal. 
tore tore the paralegal absolutely <laughs> along with Heidi and Rachel I mean what a ragtag band of paralegals haunting <laughs> with their with their hyena possession could be their they could have their own like spin-off show paralegals on the rampage mhm mhm <laughs> spooky story about hyenas from the zoo guy yes and did you know and again I didn't notice this, but I was, you know, doing some research for our our shallow but not quite cursory dive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I did not notice this. I mean, in the whole episode, they only call him the zookeeper, but evidently his tag has his last name on it. Yes. And it's Wyrick. The only Should reason this... I bring this up is because that was my grandma Bessa's maiden name. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was like, should this name mean something to me? Is this an anthropologist of fame? <laughs> no, no, no. Just family member. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And the Wyricks in this family line, or my family line, came over from Germany in the mid-1700s. Wow. But we don't want me to get off on a tangent of genealogy because... okay. We'll never Let's, get back. We'll never to return. Yes. But anyways, I just thought that was funny. It's not a name that you hear very often. No. No. And, uh, not a common name. So I just had to bring that up. Grandma Bash, shout out. Very cool. Well, Xander gets yellow eyesified along <laughs> with the pack of paralegals. Oh, I like the pack of paralegals. Pack of paralegals. I, I like I it's it's gonna stick. This this <laughs> happens for the rest of the episode. There we go. I for out. with a cursory check of Wikipedia, mm -hmm. that kind of legend or myth about the hyenas calling out mm -hmm. a human name was confirmed. <laughs> yes, I found that as well. And I found I actually used the library, university library that I have available. <gasps> and I found this encyclopedia right a subject encyclopedia called they believed that a cultural encyclopedia of superstitions and the supernatural around the world and so there's this article about hyenas written by william e burns and i'm super excited right because this is a brand new kind of subject encyclopedia just published this year so now wow. i was like cool i'm going to remember this for my classes but anyways there are a lot of really kind of unusual beliefs about hyenas and many of them are connected with sex wow so evidently for the female spotted hyena um, when their clitoris is enlarged it resembles a penis which makes it hard to classify hyenas sexually by sight whoa yeah and in the ancient mediterranean it was believed that hyenas changed their sex every year. Yeah, pretty bizarre. And in the European Middle Ages, Christians, of course, didn't have a lot of contact with hyenas because they were in Europe, mostly. Um, but they believed that hyenas practiced sodomy. Oh, wow. And so the church is like, don't eat hyenas oh, because it could sexually corrupt them. Leave it to the church. Yeah. As yeah. long as they are two consenting hyenas, you know, <laughs> leave them alone. Exactly. Exactly. But then there's these other cultures uh, like the Romans. Let's see who else. Even um, 
in Jewish culture, the Talmud um, has some use of hyena parts for medicinal purposes. So like the Talmud recommends a ritual including the burial of the skin of a skin of a male hyena as a treatment for the bite of a mad dog, which I imagine you probably had to worry about a little bit more in the past than you do today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And medieval Arab physicians thought if you boiled up a female hyena with some dill, not only gives it a nice little fresh taste, <laughs> but here's tumors. Wow. So, I mean, there's like all different kinds of stuff. And it could help with indigestion, boils, and a difficult labor. And there, it talks wow. about several other medicinal uses of hyena parts as well. Oh, no, this doesn't sound very good for the hyena. A hyena boiled alive in oil could treat arthritis or digestive issues. Uh, yeah. I'm a gog. I yeah. can't, I can't even. There's no need, there's no need for that kind of cruelty. I agree. That's really, I missed that on my first read. Ugh, mm. That's kind of nasty. Intense. And then in some other, because of the sexual things associated with hyenas, there are some cultures that Use hyena hair and love charms. <laughs> oh. So. <laughs> Little love potion number nine going on. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so it was pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Wow. But it wow. does say it was Pliny the Elder. Mm-hmm, who was mm-hmm. the first, it's kind of like the first written history of that hyenas could imitate the human voice. Very cool. Excellent, shallow, but not too shallow dive there, Tori. I really appreciate it. I did not get that far. That's the more than cursory part of the podcast. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Well, back to cursory. Yes. Shall we, did you have anything else at the zoo or should we move on to the bronze? Let's move on to the the bronze where people are wearing shiny clothes. Shiny. (laughs) I, I love Xander's line here. Sorry, I'm late. I forgot that we're going to be here. One of my favorite lines in the whole episode, actually. Really, really liked his delivery on that. When I found Xander almost unbearable for 90% of this episode. Yeah, that's for sure. And I, a lot of times in this episode, found Willow's behavior unbearable and this is at the bronze is one of those instances where you know she assumes she's done something wrong you know yes. can't be that xander's being a dick no willow has to have done something wrong to cause him to have that behavior i'm like girl come on tale is old oldest time yeah sadly yeah, it is and I, and again i think that's the age thing but you know even grown women sometimes do that so Yes, yes. cultural conditioning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for females. So, yeah, the battle, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. And Buffy's line when after Xander sniffs her hair. And the weird behavior award goes to. Oh, weird. But, you know, and the one thing I have to say that Nicholas Brenda does a really good job of with intensity. In this episode, I, yes. I don't know if it was just me or maybe other people find his intense looks comical, but I thought he was doing a, a pretty good job of, you know, trying to be intimidating. And I think he kind of nailed some of those looks. 
Agreed. Agreed. I even thought that his eyebrows came to a slightly more pointy point when oh. he was when he was doing a a real glare on. Yeah, I wonder if they added a little bit to his eyebrows to make him look more menacing. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I'm gonna wanna pay more attention to that to see if in the next episode. And of course now I'm even thinking at the end of the episode, did his eyebrows look that pointed? Yes, it was particularly in a scene at the bronze. Even after that intense look was over, I felt his eyebrows were slightly more relaxed as well. I should go back and check it again. But I was like, wow, those eyebrows got pointy. (laughs) They were Spock-like. Yes, exactly. Hmm. I don't have anything else at the bronze, do you? No, I just noted, you know all the shiny outfits people were wearing. <laughs> and I think I must have missed that trend in the 90s. <laughs> oh, I never had. That's not true. That's... That I would draw my... I did have one shiny type outfit, and I'm going to speak no more about it. Uh, <laughs> you just leave us all to our wild imagination of what shiny she had in the 90s. Let's just say it was a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any pictures remain. Thank goodness. <laughs> I had one kind of shiny outfit in the 80s, but it was tempered by a lot of black. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that would help. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Yeah. I don't have anything well, else about the bronze. Well, moving on to Buffy's training session, I felt like Giles looked like he was wearing part of a twister board. For his defensive armor. I it was maybe only one color of dots, and maybe the dots were like the contact points. Yeah. But I thought that is part of a twister board. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't I mean I noticed the big dot, but I didn't make that connection. <laughs> yeah. 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 Once you see it, you won't be able to unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Giles was funny in that in that scene, right? Because he's Indeed. just like, uh, you run along to class while I wait for the feeling to return on my arms. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, damn, dude, they have, uh, you know, dummies that you could use for practice. <laughs> yes, it was hardly like he was making himself a moving target or anything like that. It could have just, his role definitely could have been served by a dummy. Yes. But I suppose, well, he's got his cage that he could put all his training equipment in. And but where yeah, I got, you, I guess I got words to say about that cage, but I'll wait till we get there. <laughs> yeah, this is the first episode where we really see how they're going to use the cage for the next <laughs> few seasons. <laughs> really convenient. Really convenient. Yeah, and I mean, I think at some point, you know, they talk about how he keeps his important books in there, and I'm like. You know, no high school library is going to have any kind of books like that that need to be locked up. And I In essentially a jail. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. what is done to make the plot move along? Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when we're back at the school here, this is where we get to meet Herbert. Oh, Herbert the Razorback. The scary Razorback. Who is adorable. Actually, I have a trivia question. Ooh. Okay. 
Do we want to save trivia for later, or shall I insert it here in its appropriate location in the episode? You can lay it on me. Okay. My trivia question is, what is the only university in the U.S. with the Razorback as its mascot? University of Arkansas. What? (laughs) University of Arkansas is the only school that has the Razorbacks as its mascot. I think any self-respecting person that was raised in the Midwest that that didn't know that because of college football. <laughs> Fair. I had to look up. I had to look up to make sure it was the only university in uh, case there was some other lesser known. But I believe that University of Arkansas is the one and only. Da-da-da-da. So interesting that it's chosen as the mascot for this high school. I wonder if there's any connection to the University of Arkansas. No, actually, again, when I was doing a little research, not too deep, but I did find somebody who asked Joss Whedon that particular question. No way. Yeah. And he said, no, it doesn't have anything to do with the University of Arkansas. He just knew that he wanted the uh, the pack of paralegals. <laughs> nice. To... uh to eat something, and he thought a pig would be one of the most tenable things for people to believe. So that's why Sunnydale's mascot is the Razorback. Well, that is interesting because this was, this part of the lore was placed earlier in the season. We did know it was already the Razorbacks. That came up in one of the earlier episodes. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. That... He knew in advance that he was going to use that. Yeah, I think he must have had, like, at least ideas for episodes kind of laid out. And then sure. handed them off to people to write. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting because, of course, it never occurred to me to even ask why he picked Razorbacks. <laughs> it struck me. It obviously struck me. Yes, yes. Sometimes my lack of curiosity astounds me. <laughs> It just has to be the right trigger. You're plenty curious. I can see why a college mascot would not have been the thing that got you really interested. <laughs> but I did like Herbert. He was a cute little piggy. Cute little pig. And such short tenure as well. I yeah. loved his dash through the students. Mm-hmm. And we could have had some fun with Herbert. But Herbert went the way of Flutie. Yeah. And in fact, preceded Flutie. Yeah, I read, you know, I read something where some article compared Flutie to like a little, they're like, Flutie even looks like a pig. And I'm like, come Mm. on. That's ridiculous. That's a stretch. I thought so too. But yeah, I did like, you know, Principal Flutie was like so into his little mascot. Yes. He's clearly. A principal who cares about his job. I mean, does he make every right decision? Perhaps not. But I felt like through the entirety of his tenure, his heart was in the right place. Yes. Yes. I don't remember my high school principal. (laughs) Oh, I do. Because she was the mom of someone in my class. I felt so bad for her. That's just tough. Yeah. That would have, that would have been horrible. Yes, it doesn't matter. But um, anyway, anyways, 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 
on the do- on the dodgeball, huh? Dodgeball. I hated playing dodgeball. I have written down dodgeball is the worst. Well, those balls sting when they hit you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, you I, know, being uncoordinated was always getting hit by those balls. I was even fairly athletic, but I hated dodgeball. I just, it, the pressure, the intimidation, the guys who would focus in on somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't as bad as this mm-hmm. episode, but it, I, I, the two things in gym class, I, I liked gym class overall, but the two things I hated were dodgeball and Red Rover, Red Rover, send whoever right over because I was short. And so, like, I would get clotheslined in the neck with Ooh. Red Rover instead of, like, going at your waist. I mean, that was kind of a middle school game, not really mm-hmm. high school. But I hated Red Rover because I could not I could not plan my attack. I would have to launch myself vertically. And that was precarious at best. So did not like Red Rover, Red Rover. I eventually grew. I eventually grew to normal height, but then I was I was on the small side. I liked Red Rover. Hated it. Hated Red Rover. We played a whole lot of Foursquare. Loved that. Yeah, that was fun. We had to square dance in our gym class once. Did you ever have to do that in high school? Ah, yeah. As long as I got a decent partner, I didn't mind the square dancing. Yeah, this one time the guys got going so fast in the circle, and somebody kind of lost their grip. <laughs> Dosido and promenade. <laughs> swing your oh the the command there was swing your partner around and around, and you got you got swung really around. I did. It was funny. It's good. Oh my gosh, good sense of humor. Yes, yes. <laughs> the dangers of the dangers of dancing in gym class. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but back to the dodgeball. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, you know, Willow looks so hurt when oh. Xander nails her with the ball, and he really beans her. Yeah, yeah. That wounded look on her face was so mm-hmm. real, right? I mean, it really gave you a little heart tug, like, oh, poor Willow. Yes, yes. And the gym teacher really sums it up. Good. This game is brutal. I love it. So unlike the science teacher and Flutie, I wouldn't mind if this gym teacher gets the boot. Uh, (laughs) He is not going to win any awards with me. No, no. And, you know, he was like the caricature of the high school gym teacher. Yes. Maybe that was a gym teacher in the 1950s, but definitely not uh, later. Even when I was in school, we didn't have any masochistic sadistic not masochistic sadistic yeah gym teachers not that bad yeah anything else about the dodgeball session nope 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 although it's you know poor lance oh yeah they just really pick on him yes yes but i mean this pack is this pack of paralegals is deadly uh, this is a case where you've got to watch your butt. Yes. Forget about going to court. 
Exactly. Those pack of paralegals won't even let you get there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They'll eat you alive, literally. Yeah. In fact, my next note was, I'm worried about the pig. <laughs> and so right, you must have had a premonition. Mm-hmm. Poor Herbert. Poor Herbert. Yes. But I do, you know, because the, uh, they're all laughing, right? The pack of paralegals and Xander and everything. Quite annoyingly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That one female <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to do that hyena laugh <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. stop. Don't do that anymore. Just, yes, you know, laugh kind of long and uncontrollably if you want to do that. But please don't try to imitate the hyena. Please. For the love of God, please don't. I was just like. Stop with that already. Oh, that was annoying for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. We are getting up to, though, where I have my stumper trivia question. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm so, you ready. know, I do like, you know, that when we go into the next scene where they have the slow-mo walk of the pack of paralegals with Xander leading them up yes. the stairs and outside. And, you know, Xander sniffs and he sees Buffy and Willow. He's listening to them talk. And again, Willow, I did something. So my stumper question comes when they walk up to the table, the picnic table of students who are eating. I remember it. Okay. Okay. And the kid with the long hair, who we had seen in the previous episode, right? In the computer lab with Cordelia... And Harmony and Willow. I would not have remembered that, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's the kid who kind of like pops in and is like, what'd she do kind of thing. But anyways, he's talking to Xander and um, he mentions a band. Do you remember what the name of the band was? I remember that they were eating hot dogs. (laughs) It's interesting because I even think I saw something on a web page about this episode about this band but i did not recognize the band and mm-hmm. so i did not internalize it to my memory so i am afraid i am indeed stumped by this trivia question okay the band was wretched refuse wretched refuse okay yes yes and evidently on one of those sites i was reading about uh this episode Anthony Stewart Head, who plays Giles, I almost said Giles, (laughs) he had a band that was called Wretched back in, I think, back in England. And I think that's probably where they got some of that from. Well, very cool. I am pleased I remembered the scene and had a basic idea about what was going on. But that detail did escape my memory vault. I did think about going with a softball question and asking what, what, what food was stolen from the kids at the picnic <gasps> table. But I was like, oh, hot dog is just too obvious. <laughs> Good for you. I can't believe I remembered it. But it it was, it did play a prominent role with them eating it and then throwing it back and then st- getting on the table and stepping on it. So that did burn into my brain a little bit. Yeah. Did you notice the line where Buffy said, called the pack of paralegals the dode patrol dode patrol no 
I really wondered what Dode Patrol was. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up and the only reference was to this episode. And it looked like fans thought it was a play on Dome Patrol, D-O-M-E Patrol, which was a group of Saints Saints linebackers, you know, the football team. Yeah. So there you go. Huh. Pack of paralegals being compared to Saints linebackers. <laughs> I've got a real football theme going on today. <laughs> you do. You do. I'm just like, what? I, that doesn't, it still doesn't even make sense. Unless, yeah. I mean, somebody on the writing, there were two writers who I wrote their names down. It was one person I think who writes frequently. Maybe not Matt Klein and Joe Reinkemeyer, Rankmeyer. Sure. Maybe one of them is a Saints fan or something. Perhaps. But yeah, that's, that's a kind of obscure. Yeah. Yeah. Reference. It really is. And she did not even use the correct term. So yeah. that yeah. made it even harder. I wonder if uh, Sarah Michelle Geller just like misspoke and they were like, well, we're not redoing it. It's fine. Whatever. I wonder if you're right. That would be my yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like my buffo incident at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. And we just kind of kept going. <laughs> we we chuckled a bit, though. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought the paralegals were going to get busted. But then they went for Flutie. Oh, my God. That's just so awful. You know, when he's walking up to them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you were seen outside Herbert's room, get to my office, kind of stuff. And I'm just like, no, Principal Flutie, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Principal Flutie. Xander is intolerable in this scene with, with Buffy. Oh, my God. I... It's attempted rape. Rape. It really was disturbing. This was the most disturbing scene of the entire show so far. Maybe it didn't really have much competition, but well, I did the not care for cannibalism it. scene is yeah. disturbing as well. I mean, there's just like a there's those two scenes are super super um well, I don't want to keep using the word disturbing, but they are It's the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. It's um you know, kind of crazy. Yes. And kind of surprising, right? If you think about the intended audience of the show and the time when the show came out, especially the implied cannibalism. Right. And I guess where Xander is concerned, I didn't like that Buffy was even scared when he said, I like you scared I thought she can kick his butt and she does, right? She mm-hmm. hits him with a desk, apparently, which we do not see. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like that there was any moment in time where it seemed like he had the upper hand. And I can chalk it up to her not wanting to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And so she was holding back until and she was never in any danger. Yeah. But I just I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't no. like it. Yeah, I don't know. I noticed that too. I'm like, why does she look so frightened? Why isn't she just immediately kicking his ass? But, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it is because she didn't want to hurt him, but that still doesn't 
it doesn't explain why she looks so scared. The fear. I agreed. I understand her not uh, overcoming him as quickly. But the fear doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Right. Maybe it was that she was caught by surprise. Surprise. Yes, yes. That also made me wonder. I'm like, well, what the heck? Is her heightened vamp senses not working today? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. he sneaks up on her so easily. Yes. I don't know. He is is possessed by a a hyena after all. (laughs) Maybe that gives him extra stealth. Maybe, but I mean... Hyenas don't, I mean, it's not that they never have. They're hunt, scavengers. They're scavenging food, so they don't really have to worry about stealth all that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing that bothered me about the whole hyena thing, I'm sorry, this just popped back into my mind, and that Xander is kind of the leader of, you know, the paralegal pack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hyenas are matriarchal. So tell oh. those females should have been the leader. Oh, it should have been Queen Bee Paralegal herself. The oh one God. that Could made you... me create the appellation. Could you imagine if Cordelia had been the leader of that pack? Oh, what a different... that would have that would have given us a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like totally missing from this episode. Completely absent. Mm-hmm. Uh anyways. I do Where... like go ahead. Well, no, I can't. We, we kind of skipped over one of my favorite lines, which is when Buffy and Giles are in the library. Yes. And, you know, Buffy's telling him about all the things that Xander said. This is be- the pre attempted rape scene. Um, mm. and Giles is like, Oh, it's devastating. He's turned into a 16 year old boy. Of course, you'll have to kill him. Yes. Yes. Turns like, out she pretty much did. It was well, yeah. And then, Niles was wrong. Yeah, and that's also the scene where Buffy's like, "I can't believe you're trying to scully me." <laughs> I think she huh. might be the, or this might be the uh, the kind of origins of scully as a verb. <laughs> that I missed. I'm I'm so glad you said that. I missed that line completely. Yeah, yeah. I would love to do an X Files podcast. Let us know. People, if this is what you want, we're ready to bring on the content. Mm-hmm. And I got a friend back in Ohio that would be really interested, I think, in sitting in on some of those episodes. Nice. So, anyhow. Back to the library. Yeah. We have another scene after the cannibalism. Yes. And, yeah, let's talk about this convenient library jail. <laughs> I cannot i i just i cannot i cannot even and they're gonna have to do some repairs after this episode because it gets torn to smithereens but i was like where did this come from but like you said convenient yeah it is convenient and i think it's there and even in the first episode uh but you this would have thought, Buffy, like, why do you have a cage in your library? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as if Giles knew, well, we're going to have to lock up students who are possessed by hyena spirits. So, we're going to need this cage. <laughs> we're going to need it. Yes. What a terrible police theory that Principal Flutie 
accidentally wild dogs got into his office and ate him. I cannot believe this this police work. Well, speaking of wild dogs, I was, again, on the page where I found out some of this information. That video that Willow's watching in the library? Yes. It's actually wild dogs. It's not even hyenas. Oh, my gosh. The liberty's taken here. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, wild dogs? How did they get into Principal Flutie's office? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very strange. There's some episode. I don't know if it's in season two or season three, but I won't say which character says it but it's in reference to the police but i think we could do it in reference to pretty much the entire population of sunnydale is that they're deeply dumb and delusional (laughs) and delusional (laughs) it's like wow okay and you know and i guess people do that right if something happens that doesn't kind of fit into their personal zeitgeist they'll believe what they want to believe to make it fit Right. Very true. Very true. Kind of human nature. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, st- I'm stuck on the endocannibalism scene. <gasps> Proceed. But, no, that's just it. I'm just kind of stuck on it. <laughs> Understandable. Well, that's all I had to say about the library until we just have some paralegals sleeping in the grass. <laughs> Where are these kids' parents? I just... Well, since they're working at the law firm, their parents probably don't know where they are every day. But, but well, I just—they're probably not even living at home anymore since they got jobs. In the exactly, that's exactly right. So they don't know their comings and goings, <laughs> and we really don't have it resolved. Even at the end, we see Xander come out of the fog, but the paralegals probably went back to their day jobs. Yes, yes. On this one site, what am I looking at? I'm looking at this site called tvtropes.org. Yes. And I guess there's this, I don't know if it's a a book or if it's just a website, but there's like additional information kind of thing on some, on the episodes. Mm. And because we, you know, we really don't know what happens to the, 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 the paralegals after mm. they get depossessed. Yeah. Oh, supplementary material. There's a whole wiki about it. Wow. And evidently, they uh, all four of them survived until graduation, and one of the girls became a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it's only one. Yeah, yeah. I have an aversion to pork now. Because they remember. Yeah. I mean, Xander remembers eating the pig, but yeah. they have to remember eating Principal Flutie. That's years of therapy. Oh, years. Years. Good thing they're on the fast track at the law firm. <laughs> They'll be able to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure their insurance will cover it. Exactly. So I may be jumping ahead. Feel free okay. to step back if there's anything I missed. But the zookeeper. Zookeeper Wyrick. Wyrick was familiar to me. And with a little help from IMDb, I figured it out. He was on a few episodes of Murder, She Wrote, a show I watched quite regularly. Wow. That's a throwback. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But kind of appropriately timed, right? And yeah. his hair was the same, kind of that <laughs> wild, unkempt 90s, 80s, 90s sort of look. 
And so, yes. So Warwick, did you say Warwick? Wyrick. Wyrick. So Wyrick did some time on Murder, She Wrote. Huh. Yeah, he was. He's only familiar to me from this Buffy episode. And impressive makeup on that guy that even was through his facial hair. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how thick they had to apply that to get it to really stick to his beard. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But I jump ahead. What uh, what else have you got? Well, I do like the scene, you know, the zookeeper is saying that, you know, the hyenas, after they've rested, will go find their leader. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to the library and that kid Kyle is like pawing at the window going, Yes. I was like, creepy. Creepy, creepy, creepy. But I did like that. <laughs> yes. Willow and then they, <laughs> then they bust through those windows mm-hmm. near the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I liked that particular scene. And uh, and kind of jumping ahead a little bit when they're all like trying to get that family in that car. Yes, the Anderson family, by the way. Was it the Andersons? I just mm-hmm. remember Joey. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and Buffy's got like the power superhero stance on top of the car. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I was like, where's your cape, girl? Mm-hmm. That was the only thing missing there. She just needed a cape. Yep. But, yep. yeah. And I thought, I don't know, it was, the end scene was a little anticlimactic to me with the, where they just kind of end up throwing the zookeeper, or Buffy does, mm-hmm. into the hyena pit. Hoisted on his own petard. Hoisted on his own petard. I actually thought that exact thing <laughs> when I was rewatching the episode. <laughs> and I also thought it was just a little bit slow. I mean, if you're going to bite somebody, do you like raise your head to bite and wait seconds? No, you just kind of like plunge in. You go for it. So, and I, so I had a little bit of problem with the timing of that. But of course, they had to give Xander time to save Willow and redeem mm-hmm. himself. After mm-hmm. being such a oh. bad guy, he I think he's like still. I think he's still got. Yeah, he's definitely monster of the week, and I still think he's got road to travel in order mm-hmm. to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. He really hit bottom of barrel for me this episode. Mm-hmm. I I am not a Xander fan at at this very second. Well, you know, for me, that happens. I don't want to say frequently, but on and off throughout the whole series Mm. with Xander. Sometimes I'm like, dude, gee, self-righteous much? Never. It takes a long time for him to get beyond thinking one-dimensionally. And frankly, his convenient amnesia is self-serving. He Mm -hmm. should be apologizing. Mm -hmm. He should fess up. That he remembers that and mm-hmm. he's devastated that he mm-hmm. was part of treating both of mm-hmm. his best friends that way. Yeah. I think it's a huge cop out. Xander is I'm sorry not I almost friend. raped you. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, Willow, I'm sorry I insulted you so much. And his bro covers for him. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Have you watched the I mean, I know because it's been a long time since you've seen the series. But did you watch all seven seasons? I can't remember. Okay. Well, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's just eventually Xander gets his come up, but I'm sorry. That's all I'll say. Okay. I okay. Just okay. stopped okay. myself from saying that. So Okay. Yeah, so that kind of brings us to the end. Yes, oh, and yeah. my last yeah. note, it was, where are the paralegals now? But you gave me a great answer. They graduate, and one of them becomes a vegan. Yes. What happens to them after graduation is anybody's guess. Oh, I think we know exactly what happens to them after graduation. <laughs> Several of them decide to go to law school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. To fulfill their lifelong destiny. Exactly. To be the pack of paralegals. Yep. So but is it time for the Golden Steak Award? I believe it is time for the Golden Steak Award. Who are you giving yours to? I'm afraid my Golden Steak is starting to turn into an in-memoriam because I want to give it to Principal Flutie. <laughs> Me too. Nice. Maybe nice. You know what, I'll, I'll give mine to Herbert. <laughs> okay. Okay. The pair of them deserve it. They gave their lives in this episode. Yes. They're very flesh and blood. Yes. So gone too soon. Both of them gone too soon. Principal Flutie and Herbert. And Herbert. The you win back. Tori and Rebecca's Golden Stakes Awards. Yeah. You say enjoy them, but you know. <laughs> too late. Too little too late. Too little too late. Too little, too late. I did like so, that the last shot that we get of Principal Flutie is his smiling face in the picture. Nice. So, but, you know, unfortunately, the last shot we get of Herbert is Herbert oh. looking scared. Yeah. Yeah. With the and then we see pack. his bones. Yeah. Tough, tough day for Herbert. I was going to start humming taps, but I'll stop. <laughs> So I can't say that this was my favorite episode. No. But our journey continues. No, right, right. And so we're halfway done with season one. Wow, that's awesome. And next episode is Angel. <gasps> I can't wait. I'll probably like that one a little bit more. It will be fun. And I've got a great behind the scenes story for that one. Nice. I will look forward to it. All righty, then. I guess that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Following in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us. Edited by Mo. The soundtrack for the Wallowing in the Shallows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 Rewatch, is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier. Available on Jumendo.com. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe. <laughs>